BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. Happy Friday, everybody. Put your hands up in the air. (laughs) TGIF. (laughs) TGIF, everyone. Hope you're having a great, great start to the weekend. Can I tell people what just happened? Yeah. Because we're going to save this for the Dallas girlies, but we haven't left yet. Five minutes ago, (laughs) I log on to my email. So me and Jace are going to Dallas tomorrow. So we're batching episodes a little early. So this was a week ago when you're listening to this. And our flight's in the morning, super early. And I was asking Jace, like, okay, what time should we get there for checking bags, blah, blah, blah. I'm looking through my email to try and find my email (laughs) confirmation to check in and it's nowhere. I look up American. I look up PayPal. Like, I'm like, what's happening? And I just, I feel sick. I'm like, oh no, I have a bad, bad feeling about this. So I looked at my PayPal app and I, and it's at the very top. It's like American Airlines transaction from November 3rd pending. And I'm like, pending? What do you mean pending? It's happening tomorrow. Like I should be checking in right now. I'm so, I'm so, so, so sorry. And I look at my like bank statement at my on my bank and I'm like, okay, there's nothing coming out of this. So I'm absolutely terrified. So I call American Airlines immediately because again, it's tomorrow morning and I get on the phone with the (laughs) customer service agent. And luckily I screenshotted like your trip is booked, right? And it has my record locator number, the trip information and stuff. And I'm like, okay, here's my record late locator. And she's like, yeah, it looks like you don't have a flight. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, you don't have a, a ticket. It doesn't exist. And I'm hey, like, let me, I have it right here. Let's see if you can hear it. All right. So you basically have no ticket. Please. Uh, so you like, basically have no ticket. And I was like, what do you, and th- this is actually annoying because I was like, nobody told me it got declined. I was like, I didn't get a notification it got declined. Like, it just still says pending. Nothing told me it got declined. So I was under the impression I was just waiting for my ticket. The last I heard, it's booked. And she was like, yeah, sorry. Like, there's nothing we can do. We can book it for you. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I just need I just need to book the trip again. Because it's literally in 10 hours. Yeah, she's like, okay. She's looking at it. She's like, oh, yeah, there's no there's no seats on that flight. The, the earliest I get you there is 2.20. The flight leaves at 2.20 tomorrow. And she's like, there's one seat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she goes, oh, no, no, no. Silly me. I'm looking at San Diego, not Santa Ana. I'm like, oh my gosh. She's like, there's plenty of seats. <laughs> I can't. The roller coaster we just went on. And it was double the price. So that was fun. Good. Anyways. Well, glad we can, you know. Glad we're going to Dallas. Yeah. 
Well, I'm going. And we're not even going to sit together now. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. But we will on the way back. And I have a middle seat and I don't know the people around me. (laughs) And I paid double. Right. See, I just had a horrible thought. What? I was thinking that yours was the window seat. So I also have a middle seat. But I actually think on the way there, I got the window seat. So I will have a window seat on the way there. Yeah. And you'll have it on the way back. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, today drained me. (laughs) Today drained me. (laughs) Well, we're going to do an advice episode, as usual, on our Friday episodes, the last Friday of the month. You guys, I cannot even fathom it's the end of November. Wait, happy Thanksgiving. What's happening? Happy Black Friday. Oh, it is Black Friday today, huh? Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy late Thanksgiving. And hope you guys had an amazing holiday. And happy Black Friday. Go do some shopping. Hope you're feeling full of gratitude and food today. I know I am. <laughs> I know I will be. <laughs> I felt, I thought I wanted to share something before we began, but oh, just that the smooth move key <laughs> is ain't, did not come to play. Oh, it it did come to play, but I drank you this were played. tea. <laughs> I have been played. I drank this tea. So many people recommended it. Literally the most common recommendation because I was like, my pain meds are making me like, I can't go to the bathroom. And everyone's like, you need to just drink this tea. And like within six to 12 hours, like you will be going to the bathroom. I'm like, okay. And so you're supposed to take it before bed, which I was terrified. I'm like, I'm not. And and I looked up on the internet. It was like. um, Skims 2.0. No, literally. It was like, if you're a heavy sleeper, like better wear some thick pajamas. (laughs) I'm like, great. But I woke up at 6 a.m. I said, get me to the restroom immediately. And I literally spent the better half of the morning in the bathroom. I told Chelsea, like, it wasn't fun. I, I honestly, like, yeah, it worked. But I've kind of been dealing with the repercussions all day. I've been having to go in the bathroom a lot. Sheesh. And it's, like, making my stomach hurt kind of. But whatever. It is what it is. And, you know, the problem is solved. What so. if, would you ever get a colon, uh, colon, what is it called? Colonic? Oh, is that like an enema kind of? Well, no. They, like, put a tube up your butt and suck all the stuff out of you. Suck it? Yeah. You can see the stuff in a tube come out of your butt and your intestines or something and your colon. It gets your, it cleans your colon. I'm like, it's called a colon. Kind of sounds amazing though. I know, but I've heard that I've heard mixed reviews on like if it's actually good for you or not. Mm. Have you ever had an enema? Enema or you stick it up your butt, stick water up your butt and it flushes like everything out. No. Go to the bathroom. That was the most traumatizing experience of my life. But it was when I was like younger and I was sick. Like literally I was like, 12 years old or something and I had to get one Sheesh. and based off that experience I'm terrified I have a really disgusting fact that I learned from TikTok but you know like we all have parasites or something well that let's not go down that rabbit hole because beer all day yeah <laughs> beer all day sorry I just got a text from American Airlines honestly <laughs> honestly that's probably what my freaking stomach is I probably have a parasite right now Let's do a parasite cleanse. It's totally vibing out in my stomach right now. That's why I'm in pain. Or maybe it's getting kicked out from the smooth move tea. I said, move over, honey. Literally. Well, ignoring me. No, sorry. I was just reading a text about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so cryptic. This is about something from one of my other really close friends. No, it's <laughs> about something that's happening right after this. So I wanted to. Can't wait. It can't. Okay, okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't urgent. What was I saying? Oh, that. Well, you know when you eat corn? Sorry, I keep like, yeah. like my water bottle like a maraca. 
when you eat corn and you poop, it looks like the corn hasn't digested, but yeah. you like chew up the corn. Right. And it looks like the cor- kernels are full. I'm terrified. <laughs> because they're full of poop. <laughs> That's what TikTok told me. Because you know how you're like, what? How did the kernels get like fully, like they, they just were not touched? It's going to be a no for me. It's because they're full of poop. I'm, I could have lived without hearing Little that. Little pouches of poop. <laughs> I'm <laughs> done. I will literally never eat corn again, but goodbye. <laughs> oh, heaven's sake. I wanted to start off our uh, advice thing because with a specific one, someone DM'd us and it went along with our last week's episode or at this point, probably two weeks ago about like toxic people and whatever. I, she, she sent us like a situation that happened between her and her friend. Give us the tea. And I feel like we should answer it first. Okay. She said, I have a bestie and we got into a little argument over text last week. We were quick to get angry. I was rude and she has completely shut me out. She's avoiding my presence at all costs and making it obvious to our friends. I've texted her and I get no response. I've been texting her, telling her we need to talk it out in person or have a phone call. She responds and keeps saying she needs time. It's been almost a week. This was a silly argument, and I personally think that avoiding one another is making it worse, and she's being very hostile towards me. She says she's busy, but posts on her story that she's just laying on her couch, just so I'll see it. Am I wrong for getting mad that she wants to wait to to talk, or is she being childish for putting it off and making this a bigger deal than it is? Help. I really want to see what your argument was. Yeah. Because, like, how mean were you? Mm -hmm. And what was the argument about? Yeah, we need much more context, unfortunately, to answer this. To be honest with you, my immediate reaction is like, if you were the one, if you're owning up and thinking like, I was really rude to her, she has every right to be like, I'm still on time away. Yeah. And her saying, I need time is communicative. It is a response. It's a response. Yeah. Like, she's not just completely ignoring you. Like, I don't know. That's kind yeah. of my first instinct. But also, it depends if it was genuinely like very dumb and silly. And you see, this is the thing. That was what my, was that? This against my, my keyboard. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. It's like at the worst angle where it's like holding my head. An back. actual sorry. frog. Like it's nothing. I, I feel like sometimes with these situations, it's like telling that you. Okay, I'm using telling as like, like this is a telling situation that you obviously you and your friend don't have, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not similar ways of coping with things, but like, I don't want to say you don't get each other. But my point is, if you think you're like, that was literally not a big deal at all. And that's not worth you freaking out. And she's like, I literally don't want to see you for a month. It's like, you guys are clearly not on the same page. Like, yeah. Like, what's a big deal to you is a, is not a big and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe she doesn't get your humor. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, something's not clicking if you're very like, Yes, you're missing something. Yeah. One of you is missing something. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like I'm thinking if we got into an argument, like a stupid argument over text, and then you were like, I need time, I need time. Like, I would probably respect it. But then if it was like over a week, because of our friendship, I would be like, all right. Especially just using, I, my first reaction is like, she's maybe using it as an excuse and she doesn't want to be your friend anyways. Mm. You know? Like, that's like, oh, that's the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Really, it's just. She like, was, you know, in a relationship where it's like, like you take they like do one some, little thing. Yeah, they're like, oh, I knew you did this and now we're breaking up or it's like really the person just wanted to break up with them for forever. Right. Could but, be. But what I was going to say is like, she obviously cares about this friend. Otherwise, she wouldn't be even writing in about it. Right. 
I think it could be a mix of what you're saying. Like, sure, she could be acting childish. But again, it's like maybe something that's not a big deal to you is a huge deal to her. And yeah. that's not really. And maybe because you did something really like, maybe you said something extra mean. Now she feels like she has something to hold over you or something. Gives her a little power trip maybe. Where she's like, I need time. You said something like, oh, you said something really rude right. to me. See, I could see it going either way. Mm-hmm. Being either your problem or the girl's problem. Yeah. It really depends on what you said to her. I need to know that information. Yeah. And we need to see the receipts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thoughts on hooking up with your toxic ex again, but you're still in love. What do I do? No. What do you mean? Thoughts? Don't do it. <laughs> your thoughts? Penny for your thoughts. <laughs> I would rethink what you think in love means with them. Like mm. you are in love with the idea of them. You're in love with being seen with them, <laughs> but you're not in love with them. Yeah. If no, it's I'm a just s- kidding. That's a reference to Outer Banks in case you guys don't know what that is. But I think, do you know what I mean though? Of are you actually in love or do you like the chase or do you like things that you can't have or 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 is it just comfortable mm-hmm. more than anything i feel like that's Ooh, burn okay <laughs> like she got you <laughs> your girl the red is like cool no i i think sometimes people 99 percent of the time that someone goes back to their ex it's because it's comfortable mm-hmm. it's not because you're obsessed with them it's not because you want them so bad otherwise you'd be dating them it's or maybe you don't comfortable and you because you're comfortable or you, you like being comfortable because maybe you don't think that you could get anything better. So mm-hmm. it's too scary to go out there and possibly be rejected by somebody else. Yeah. I think drop this man. If he's toxic. If you just drop said X, him. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. But toxic X? Like, no. Yeah. Why are we even entertaining this? He's got to go. He's got to go. Okay. Who is he? Pete Davidson? Like, why are you? <laughs> yeah, what? Like, what about him? <laughs> like, all right. He has something. Yeah, there's him, something. Apparently. I was packing for our upcoming trip. And you know what I was so excited to put into my makeup cosmetic bag? What? My little star face pimple patches that are actually, the ones that I have are Cookie Monster. They're really freaking cute. Thank you for reminding me because I always get the travel pimple. So there's always at least one of them. Oh, yes. I will be rocking those on the plane. Mm -hmm. On the plane there, on on the plane home. And I also brought their cleanser as well. I'm very excited to pamper myself the night before our show and get that glowy skin. You guys have probably seen those cute star-shaped pimple patches that we're talking about. Bella Hadid wears them. I've seen Charlie D'Amelio wearing them. That's Starface's best-selling Hydrostars. They um, help reduce inflammation. They absorb fluid and they shrink spots overnight, which is absolutely fantastic. And they look cute. They also have their newest variation, Black Star, which is the same hydrocolloid stars that you know and love in a cute new color. They've also formulated an approachable line of skincare essentials so you can really build out that full routine. They have their Clear as Day SPF 46, which is their award-winning sunscreen for acne-prone skin, which is absolutely amazing because a lot of SPF for the face uh, can break you out or like clog your pores. So if you're acne-prone, this is awesome. It's lightweight, completely invisible, and filled with moisturizing and smoothing ingredients that will not clog your pores. Everything at Starface is dermatologist-tested, which we love, vegan, cruelty-free, and they also have their Outer Space Foaming Body Cleanser, which is a daily body wash that's made to hydrate and exfoliate, and their Super Sulfur Magic Mask, 
a fun and effective face mask that treats and prevents breakouts. They have such fun uh, products, which I love. So beginning on Black Friday, you can shop the entire Starface collection for 20% off just in time for the holidays. Head to starface.world and the discount will apply automatically at checkout right now through November 28th. Again, that is 20% off on starface.world, excluding limited edition products and bundles. Listen up, you guys. We're talking about Macy's. We're jumping into an ad real quick to talk about Macy's because they are one of our favorite sponsors. We ride or die for Macy's. So from now until Friday, November 26th, Macy's online Black Friday event is saving you big on the essentials and gifts you've been waiting to snatch up all year long. They've got appliances. They've got cookware. They've got bedding. They've got self-care staples. They've got beauty. You will find great prices for the picks that you need in every room of your house and for everybody that you're buying a gift for. Think, uh, you know, cozy slippers for dad. Think a cozy blanket for mom. I always think that slippers or a robe or little things like that are a great gift because sometimes they're things that people don't think to buy themselves. Exactly. But that will really elevate someone's life. You know, those little self-care moments or things that elevate your routine. So they also have like clothing. Of course, they have designer handbags. If you're feeling a little more bougie, they have jewelry and your favorite beauty brands. So, so many just makeup, skincare, all of the goods. They've got it all at Macy's. And this event goes on for like six days. So if you guys are wanting to save big time and get some holiday shopping out of the way, we highly, highly recommend. They also have stuff for kids, toys, cozy winter gear, all the good stuff. So check out Macy's.com before November 26th if you guys want to take advantage of their Black Friday event online. That is Macy's.com. Go check it out and get some gifts. Don't procrastinate. Okay, my boyfriend does not feel like my best friend. Is this a red flag? Yes. My boyfriend does not feel like my best friend. I feel like we need more details. What does that mean? Just like it doesn't feel like he's her best friend. He doesn't probably get her like a best friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a red flag immediately. That is a red flag. Unless you've been dating for one day. Then maybe. No, honestly, (laughs) even still no. You should honestly start out more as friends than anything. That's true. Like I feel like if anything should be there immediately, it should be like you get each other. Yeah, that's That's like the most important element of a relationship. Yeah. I would say this is a majorly a red flag, to be honest with you. I feel like Yeah. It's when you're when we're talking someone that's gonna be the love of your life that you're gonna spend literally forever with. This is the person I think that's requirement number one. This is the person you're going to spend the most time with in your entire life. Out of everybody in your entire life, your parents, your siblings, your friends, this is the person you will spend the majority of your life time with. Hold on. Did you see those graphs? Yes. And that's why I said that because it literally spooked the hell out of me. It spooked me. I favorited it and I made a board on my TikTok. You know, you can like make little boards now Yeah. called something about podcasts, like interesting things for the podcast. And that was on yeah. it. Yeah. Because that I can't talk shocking. about it. It's too sad. Oh, really? Well, it's like the ones like with especially like little kids, it's like four years of your life. Four years of life. What? That with like with little kids, because once they're five, it's like. They're not like a little, little kid. Oh, anymore. like you start spending a lot less time with them or what? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then once they're 18, it's like now I know why my mom gets so sad when all of us turn 18 and move out of the house. Like you see yeah. them only a couple more times. Basically, so there's the, these graphs on TikTok that someone shared, and it was like graphs of who you spend your time with throughout your life. And, you know, based on surveys or whatever, I don't know if it's in the US or in the world, but it's 
yeah, basically showing that like you spend the most time obviously with your family when you're young, like your siblings, your parents, whoever you're, you live with. And then as you get older, you spend like much less time with them. And, and it's like a huge drop, like a time. massive drop, like once you're 18 or whatever. And then you spend the most time with your partner or whatever. And then, yeah, your kids and then they leave and then friends. And, and actually what I think it was saying um, something about like the majority of time that you spend alone is when you're super old. Like at the end of your life, you spend like most people spend a lot of time alone. Oh, and that like that honestly is what made me the most sad because I thought about like it's just so weird. You never think about becoming like 80 years old and it's like you're just probably alone for a majority of the day. But I wonder if like they like that. Maybe. And and it's like at that point, I feel like hopefully you would have so many like. I don't know that hobbies is the right word, but like. I'm just picturing for myself like. Hopefully at that point, I would have like, you know, kids and grandkids and things that would like fulfill my life. And then, well, hopefully also Leif is still alive. But I'm just saying if you're actually alone, like if Mm -hmm. your spouse dies, just spend your time like reading and gardening and like doing things that you're interested in. Yeah. You know, because you're retired at that point. I don't know. It's just very interesting. No, that made me want to literally like move my parents into my house when I get older. Mm. And I'm like, okay, that's so sad. Like when they get really old. Where it's like maybe at a certain point you only have like five more times before you see like that you see them before they die because yeah. maybe you only see them three times a year or something and yeah. they only have a couple years left or something. I know it's just it's crazy how much life changes. You know what it made me like feel is just that like you got to make every day count. Yeah, it's like we literally have a limited amount of time on this yeah. earth and like that's why. When I see things like that, I become even more passionate about like the things I'm already passionate about, which is that you should love your everyday life. Yeah. And like you should be surrounded by people that you love and that you have so much fun with. Like, yeah, that is just a requirement. I'm sorry. It's like we literally get one time as far as we know to do this. And like, I just want to make most of it. Yeah. Don't waste it. It also like shakes you because as someone who's, you know, when you're younger, You just think you have so much time. You think that it's infinite. And that you're invincible. You think you'll be a kid forever. And even now that I'm in my 20s, I feel like I'll be in my 20s forever. Mm -hmm. So it's really crazy. It's wild. Okay, next one. What do you do when you feel like your husband doesn't help out around the house? Clean up his messes, load, unload the dishes, put clothes away, etc. And every conversation feels like you're nagging your child. Gosh, I, well, I have like a toxic thing to do and like maybe a more mature thing to do. So well, the toxic yeah. would be, well, maybe this doesn't work necessarily for chores because it affects you a little bit more, but sometimes you have to force them to do it. And and by that, I mean, okay, I actually think of this more with like childcare. I've seen this on TikTok a lot where people will be like, my husband just doesn't help with the baby. Like he always is doing other things. And they're like, literally put the baby in his arms and walk out the door and be gone for hours. It's like they, when people have to do something, they will do it. So, and then they'll learn, they'll have to learn. They can't be like, oh, sorry, you hold the baby. Like, well, I go do this. So I was thinking maybe you could do that with chores. Like literally be like, I'm not cleaning your bathroom. So it's going to get completely filthy and just ignore it and see how disgusting it gets. And I feel like he'll probably get to a breaking point where he's like, these dishes are like insane. Exactly. But then you live in a hoarding house. We're all a part of every like 
dynamic that we're a part of. So sometimes you always being like the fixer. And I'm saying this from experience. Like I feel like I have in the past had very like not even controlling, but just like that fixer energy where it's like anything that's wrong in anyone around me's life or my life or life's or whatever, I'm just like, oh, I'll just fix it. And I started to realize after a while that first of all, I was getting very tired. Second of all, it's not my responsibility. And third of all, when you actually back away, you allow other people to step up, which is like in this situation, if you are just doing the dishes because you're like, well, he doesn't do them. So mm-hmm. I have to. It's like you said, if you just stop and and I would do a mix of the two and be like communicating with him, be like, I'm letting you know, I'm not going to whatever. Like I'm yeah. not going to pick up your laundry anymore. What happens when he's trying to go to work? He has no clothes. Yeah. Like you have to just stop creating an environment where it's like enabling him and be like, And also, I feel like this is just something I guess I do in my relationship is like I explain instead of like nagging, I will try and be like, hey, like when you don't do A, B and C, this is how it makes me feel. It makes me feel like very stressed and underappreciated and all these things. I don't want to feel like that because, you know, and I also like you, you do all these things for me, which I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. for. But if you could do this thing it would really mean a lot yeah. to me because it's, it's really starting. Effect. Yeah. It's really starting to stress me out. And like, I would appreciate it a lot if you could help. And it's like, if you have a loving mature partner, I'm sure they're going to step up to the plate and do what you asked. Yeah. 100%. Especially if you explain why, instead of being like, ew, you're so gross. Like you never pick up. It's so annoying. If you explain that it's like, it's, I'm feeling very drained because of these actions. Like, yeah. can you please, you know, do A, B, and C. And yeah, sometimes it good. feels annoying because it's like you shouldn't have to. Like we were actually talking about this with Marcus and Kristen. We were saying how sometimes guys like they literally if the girl does not like I- I've seen this in many people that I know. If the girl doesn't make them food or say like, hey, are you hungry? Like we're going to eat. The guy literally doesn't eat all day yeah. and is like starving and like mm-hmm. super grumpy. And it's like, dude, yeah. To me, I'm like, that's not my problem. Sorry. Yeah, like, and yeah. I've I've said that to Leif too. I'm like, if you're hungry and grumpy, that is quite literally not my problem at all. Mm-hmm. That's your own. You need to get your yeah. own food and do your own thing. Like, you know, and I have to have that same energy with myself. Like if I also am getting grumpy and I like forgot to eat and whatever, it's like, that's on me. Like it's not someone else's job to literally feed you. Yeah. So sometimes I do feel like we need to like put them on a little bit more of a like, give them a little more credit. It's like, yeah. okay, they can do some stuff. Yeah. Oh. I feel like if you don't want to nag him anymore, stop nagging him. And I know the feeling of like, but I have to say, like, I have to. Otherwise, it doesn't get done. Just stop. Just stop Because you nagging. think they'll step up to the plate then? Well, it does, at that point, it doesn't matter. Like, it, you've, you're doing what you need to do. Like, just stop nagging him and... Stop saying stuff to him and whether he steps up or doesn't, it's like a lot of the times when you do stop nagging, it actually is a good if like it has a good effect on them because they the more you nag, the more they pull away. And I'm not saying it's all our fault, but, you know, it's just like the chicken and the egg. So it's actually very true. Yeah. If you're if you actually stop constantly nagging, sometimes they have more motivation to do the things that you want them to think about. Think about it like this. When your mom would come and tell like. You're like, I'm going to go do the dishes tonight for my mom. Like, I'm going to go load the dishes. I'm feeling extra generous. And then your mom comes in and is like, hey, you need to do the dishes tonight. You're like, yeah, all motivation gone. Yeah, you're like, I will now be not. I will now not do it. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. For it some is. reason, it's just like a little part of us is just like, ugh. Because now when they when someone nags you and then you do it, you feel like you're behind. It mm-hmm. doesn't even feel like you did something good. Exactly. That is definitely true. But also, I validate you in that feeling of being annoyed that you have to nag. Yeah. Totally. Okay, how do I stop chasing the feeling of wanting a significant other? I dislike that my constant thought is always that I would be happier if if I was with someone. Okay. My immediate thought is just lean into it. Get and a dog. What? Get a dog. Oh, sure. Maybe. If you want some companionship. But also just like lean into the feeling of wanting a significant other and not in a desperate way, but in kind of like we've been talking about a lot lately, just like instead of like, I want to stop feeling this way. Like I don't want to want a significant other anymore. I'm tired of it. Admitting I want a significant other. I really do feel like that would like add to my life a lot right now, but I'm not going to be desperate for it and it'll happen and it'll come to me when it, you know, when it's necessary and when it's right. So I'm going to live life doing things that I love, kind of like we talked about in Jessica Janae's episode. Yeah. I feel like the worst thing to do just with emotions in general is like try to get rid of them them away. It's like that's resisting them. Yes. From my own experience, it makes it so much worse. It literally makes it fester so much worse. And if you just admit like, the things you want in life and you're like, and I know they'll come to me when, when they're supposed to, it feels so much more like comforting and like, okay, you know, then, then being like, no, I don't want a significant other. I don't care. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you do. And that's fine. And, and everyone wants companionship yeah. and love and to be treated, whatever. It's that's probably the most human normal thing to want. Yeah. So that it's more than okay that you want that and you should lean into it and, and you know, do things that will, do things that you would want to do with a significant other, but with yourself. Yeah. I think Jessica talked about that and I liked that a lot. If you haven't yet listened to that episode. Yeah. We talked a lot about attracting and like not chasing and not searching for specifically mm-hmm. in dating too. So yeah, go listen to that. There's no truer way to say I love you than by taking care of each other. And that's why this year, a gift of health is all you need. With Everlywell, you can find 30-plus at-home lab tests, vitamins, supplements, and more for every person on your holiday list. This is such an amazing brand, you guys. Um, Everlywell is who I took my food sensitivity test through, and I found out I was sensitive to almonds, so I haven't been eating as many almonds lately. And they have a ton of different lab tests. You guys should honestly go on their website and just look because they have a range of different tests you can do for your health. And I was actually talking to my mom about this too. And she was like, I really want to do one of those. So I feel like this would be an amazing gift actually. And like I said, they also have like vitamins, supplements and everything else. Everlywell is digital healthcare designed for you with personalized results and accessible tools for long-term health. You'll be able to find the perfect test for you or your loved one. They have the woman's health, uh, food sensitivity, celiac disease screening, and that's only a few of the options. So here's how it works. Everlywell ships products straight to you or your loved one with everything needed in just one package. If you ordered an at-home lab test, the sample can simply be collected at home and shipped back to a certified lab in the prepaid envelope included with the test. Digital physician-reviewed results are sent straight to your preferred device in just days. 
If you ordered vitamins and supplements, you can start adding them to your daily routine right away. It's so simple. Over 1 million people have trusted Everlywell to support their health and wellness goals. And now you can help your loved ones do the same. The gift of health has never been so easy to share than it is this holiday. So for listeners of our show, Everlywell is offering a discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash what we said. That's everlywell.com slash what we said for 20% off your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash what we said. Guess what I'm drinking right now? What? Well, you don't have to guess because you can see me, but I'm drinking my Element electrolyte water. And I'm drinking it actually out of an Element like water bottle, but um, I'm drinking the watermelon salt flavor. It is so good. It just quenches and itches like a scratch in my brain, or I guess a scratch in my taste buds. But I have been telling everybody about Element, okay? As we know, even if you're not an athlete, electrolytes are very important for everybody. So maybe after you've had a few glasses of wine, maybe you're working out, or maybe you're just trying to keep an active lifestyle, it's very important to replenish your electrolytes. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means a lot of salt with no sugar. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium and 60 milligrams of magnesium. Fun fact, uh, my brother was telling me that if you get UTIs a lot, it's really good to drink a lot of or have a lot of potassium. So, you know, if you start to feel that little tinkle, maybe try some elements, see if that helps. Yeah, I have been sick for the past week. My stomach has not been well and I've been needing to replenish electrolytes because I haven't been very hydrated. So I have been drinking the watermelon element, the citrus salt flavor that they have. It's so, so good. You guys, it's like just delicious. You really need to try it. Electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. It can also eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, and other common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency. Right now, Element is offering our listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinklmnt.com slash what we said. This deal is only available through our link. You must go to drinklmnt.com slash what we said. Element offers no questions asked refunds. So try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, they'll give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. Your advice episodes are the best. My boyfriend is the worst with time management and it causes so many problems for both of us. How do I help him out but also help myself out because it stresses me out that he manages his time so poorly? Okay. As someone who is married to someone with like extreme ADHD and ADD, I understand this. And... We actually touched a little bit on this in the toxic episode, but there are going to be, I don't remember where I saw this, but I'm 99% sure it was probably on TikTok about unsolvable issues in relationships and just coming to grips with that. There are going to be things and attributes about your significant other that you do not like and that you never will like, and they will never change. And there are going to be things about you that they don't like. And there's going to be You'll never find a perfect fit in terms of every single thing that you guys like, you both like, and everything you don't like, you have in common. You know what I mean? It's like there's going to be something where it really stresses you out. And a lot of the times there's going to be like one bigger one where it's like constantly coming up between the two of you. 
And that's your unsolvable issue where it's like, this is just how I am. This is like such a big part of my personality. And again, it probably on the flip side of that, they probably have, you know, something that really draws you and other people in. I'm trying to think of the flip side of like bad time management, but maybe that's just, they're just so free spirited and spontaneous. But the, you know, uh, other side of the coin is that they have horrible time management and are late to everything. So you can compromise in terms of like, I don't know, specific sometimes, but also, unfortunately, you just have to understand that it's an unsolvable issue. He can work on it, but there's nothing that you can do to change him. He has to change on his own if, if he wants to, and maybe he never will. So I don't really like, there's just nothing. You can't put like an alarm in his room. There's like, you know. Yeah, that's something for him to deal with, yeah. honestly. But it's unfortunate that you have to like also suffer because of it. But yeah, it's like, whoa, I don't know. But what maybe you when you accept other than- it and just try and like understand that it's just an issue that that's one of your guys' things. You guys have probably so many other different strengths, but one of the things that really just grinds your gears is this time management thing. And maybe the more you accept it, maybe the less it'll stress you out. But did life, she say boyfriend or husband? Boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And again, you can pick, you get to pick what your unsolvable issues are with people. Right. You'll always have them, but you just have to pick what they are. Mm-hmm. That's true. And what you're willing to put up with. Okay. Hey, besties. My boyfriend of seven years keeps liking girls' pictures on Instagram, and I have told him multiple times how uncomfortable I am with it, and it still keeps happening. What do I do? Am I overreacting? Love you both and love the pod. Wait, husband or boyfriend? Boyfriend of seven years. Okay. What kinds of pictures? It is literally the easiest thing on earth to not like the pictures. Yeah. So he needs to stop. If if you have yeah. told him a million times how that is really like you don't like it. Yeah. If it's his aunt's photo, if it's yeah. his sister's friend who they, he's known since they were 12 and it's just an innocent photo, like, well, who cares? I, I I would be able to see from his perspective if he's like, okay, that's like really weird yeah, that you're jealous of that. I'm thinking like there's some self-reflection due on your part, but then also, yeah, like you said, great point. It's very easy to not like a photo. Like if you have communicated that to him, she said, I've told him multiple times that, like that it's uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable with it and he but still keeps doing what it. What I'm saying is if you're like, oh, I'm uncomfortable with liking girls' pictures and the girls' pictures she's talking about is like, he's like, that's literally my, my friend. best friend from high school or like, exactly. that's my best friend's wife. Like, I'm thinking he's liking girls in bikinis who doesn't yeah, yeah, know. Yeah. That's what I'm let's be honest. Let's be real. <laughs> it's an Instagram baddie. And if it is, like, I'm sorry, but that is, like, bare minimum to, like, you should never even... Okay. Just unfollow no, them. If it's so you, hard for you not to like something because your thumb just can't stop itself, like, just unfollow them. No. He, yes. Here's the thing. That should never be something. That's not an unsolvable issue. No, that's very (laughs) solvable. And that should actually never be something you ever have to even bring up with your boyfriend, period. You should never have to ask, hey, can you not like all these random girls' bikini photos? It makes me feel uncomfortable. If you're having that conversation, goodbye to him. I'm sorry, that's stupid. That is the easiest thing not to do. And again, if if it is something where he's, because here's the thing. I have seen the flip side of it where a girlfriend of a guy I knew, he was like following just like his friends from high school and stuff on Instagram. And she made him unfollow literally every single person that yeah. he had ever known ever on his Instagram. And it's like, 
to me, that's her problem. It's yeah. like you're being very like weird and insecure because like you're putting too much into an Instagram. Yes, like, like he's, he's not, not literally trying to have sex with them. No, and and he's not even liking any like provocative type of photos. He's literally liking his friend's sister's photos. It's like who cares? And and they're not even selfies. It's like yeah, you know what I'm saying? For there, sure. There's a line, but yeah, if he's liking random girls' photos, like that should not. You don't even have to ask him. And if you do have to ask him, I'm sorry, he's got to go. That's just ridiculous. Hey girls, love you both. I need help on how to get over a crush I have on my best friend. We've been best friends for five years now and have made so many memories together. It just seems so easy to marry him, but he has told me at least three times that although he loves me, it will never be romantically. Oh my heart. I need to get over this crush and it is so hard. (laughs) Haha. Any advice helps. Oh, my heart is hurting for you. Because so much of me wants to be like, you know, get over him. He's like, screw him. He doesn't want you. So he's obviously not the one. Yeah. Then there's a little part of me that's read too many novels. Yeah. And it's like, but what if? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think if you stop giving him attention, you'll find out very quickly. That's true. But then do you want the guy who's like just giving you attention because you stopped giving him attention? No, but Wait, maybe he'll whip into, right? Well, maybe he'll whip into shape and be like, I'm actually true, obsessed true, with true, you. True. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta play, play some, some games. games at some points. Sometimes, ladies, I would we literally well. stop giving him attention, to be honest with you, and see what he does. And if he's like, I would block Hi. him. Oh, <laughs> just please, <laughs> just goes to the extreme. I would make his like I a would TP hell. his house, and egg and egg his car. <laughs> I think yeah, just stop giving him a lot of t- of your time and energy. And if he's like, wait, like what the heck, and you know, be like, oh well. You know, you don't see things moving anywhere. I'm still down to be friends, but just more casually. And like, you'll find out very quickly if this yeah. man has feelings And honestly, for you. you'll probably start stop liking him. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Find alternate idea. Find something about him that gives you the ick and mm, hold on to it for dear life. You already know. Picture him front row at like a Harry Styles concert. Yeah. Picture him. He's one of the signs that Harry Styles is reading and, and Harry, Harry can't get his name right. What's your name? What's your name? And he's like saying it over and over, like screaming to Harry Styles. Screaming. And he like can't get it. And yeah. And Harry Styles makes fun of him. Yeah. Imagine that. And he goes home crying. <laughs> Imagine him crying. <laughs> so toxic. <laughs> okay. Is it my turn? Yes. No, it's not. Oh. Yeah, it's mine. Gotcha. <laughs> it's mine. Okay. Hi, ladies. I love you so much and I would love advice. My boyfriend and I have been together for over a year. He's my best friend and treats me better than I could have ever imagined. We have different religious beliefs and I think that's okay, but it's also so confusing to me. I grew up Christian and like y'all have talked about, I'm still figuring out exactly what I believe. However, my boyfriend is not religious at all. How would you handle this for starting families, getting through difficult situations, etc.? Do you think you and your partner should have similar beliefs to have a successful relationship? Okay, Mm. my first thought on this is it's really hard to tell when you're so young. Because even if you get married to somebody who you think has the same, you you guys have it at the same time, it could definitely change. Mm -hmm. So it depends on how important it is to you, like your specific religion, but also like if you guys have had discussions about spirituality or like what you guys. Like your morals. Yeah. I was talking to somebody who gave me really great advice, my friend, Rachel Brockbank. Her name's Tishmal on Instagram. She was saying how she heard this advice when you are in a relationship, you should always, no matter if you're the same religion, different religions, you should always 
sit down with each other and write down all of your morals and standards of basically like living life, like your pillars of character, pretty much like what are the most important morals to you and get on the same exact page. And, you know, usually if you're married, you're going to try and get on the same page. If your boyfriend and girlfriend, it's just not working out. Maybe that's a no go. Yeah. I think morals at the end of the day is like the most important thing to have in common. And You'll find Again. that you probably have a lot in common, even though your religions are different. Yeah, it it mostly just depends, like Chelsea said, how important it is to you. Because if you're like, I'm a Christian and this is like this specific religion is very important to me and he's not like, you know, can't connect with me on that, then I could see that being a deal breaker. But mm-hmm. also, I think like if you I think it can actually be really beautiful if like you come from different backgrounds, but you're able to see the same way with, you know different morals and values that you have and still make it work. Yeah. My boyfriend and I are about to celebrate six years together at the end of October. I know that he has been ring shopping. I did not come from a family that had a great marriage to look up to. And I've always been skeptical about forever with one person. I love being with him and in a relationship, but I'm so afraid that I will not be a good wife because I never had that example of how to handle hard situations without fighting and have patience and empathy for a partner. How do I know if I'm ready for this step? My biggest fear is ruining this special chapter of my life if I turn out to not be fit for married life. Okay, I think with this, and bear with me if this is the worst advice you've ever heard. You do not have to think about forever when you're getting married in terms of like stressing out about how is our whole entire life gonna play out because you cannot plan anything in your life. Like you think anything that you think that you can plan out, it's going to go completely differently than you, you know, expect. So even if you thought you were going to be a great wife and you had no doubts about it, it might not turn out the way that way. Anyways, go like, try to be in the present as much as possible. Do you want to marry him today? Do you want to marry him tomorrow? Like you want to be married to him in a week? Like just focus on now. You don't have to worry about in 50 years because you can always change your mind. Don't, don't stress yourself out about what about in 10 years, if this is going to happen? Well, we'll, we'll take that as it comes. Like in 10 years, we'll figure that out, but don't ruin a potentially amazing thing by focusing so much on the future when you could probably have the best way to have a good marriage is focus on date like today, every single day for the rest of forever. That's all it is. It's just choosing to love that person and choosing to try every single day that you wake up. Yeah. I like that. I think it's like a mix of big picture and everyday. Yeah. At least for me. Like, what was I just going to say? Oh, it's important to also remember, though, that like you are your own person. You're not your mom. You're not your dad. You're not your because that was her fear, right? Yeah. She was saying based off of like Leif and I have been talking about how like we both of our parents are divorced. So my parents are divorced and Leif's parents are divorced. And we have been talking lately about how like you know, we have great families and and we still have just like very loving families. And so we're, we're really lucky in that regard. But at the same time, it's like, we think it's awesome that now we get to give our kids like a, a marriage that hopefully lasts forever for them. And like, I don't know, like you don't have to repeat cycles or you don't have to be the same as yeah. parents. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. you could always make things different and like, create the life that you've always wanted. And I think that that's really cool. Like I, Leif and I were talking about how, you know, it'll be cool for our kids to grow up with the same parents mm-hmm. and like their whole lives in, instead of having to like split time here and there and having different 
siblings with different people, whatever. And that's also really beautiful too. And I think there's like, I wouldn't have it any other way. I think that everything works out as it should, but yeah, you don't have to always do, or you're not exactly who you grew up being around. Yeah. History does not have to repeat itself. Mm -hmm. You have another one? Yes. This is my last one. Hi, ladies. I was wondering if you guys had any words of wisdom on extreme insecurity. I am so unhappy with what I look like. I hate even saying that because I know looks are not everything. But when you absolutely hate the way you look, it is hard not to make it everything. I feel like it consumes my everyday life. I compare myself to everyone and I even bring those comparisons into my marriage. Like, do you think she's prettier than me? Questions. I know that it's so unhealthy to do and I hate myself for it, but I do it as a way to look for security or confidence, I guess. I don't know. I'm just so sad. I wish so badly I could look in the mirror and accept and love what I see. Oh, that literally makes me so sad. Here's the thing. If you have not already, I really do think that the episode with Jessica was really good about this specifically, about like Jessica's confidence journey and acceptance and loving yourself. And like, I know it's so much easier said than done, but even in this, even in this message that you're writing, when you're saying like, I hate the way I look. I hate myself for it. Like I'm so much shame, so much shame and so much like negativity for yourself. Like I just, I want for you to, to like let go of those negative thoughts about yourself and try really hard to replace them with. And you're not going to wake up tomorrow and be like, I'm the prettiest, most amazing girl in the world. But if you tell yourself that, I promise you're going to get a lot closer to thinking that than if you're not. And I would really recommend, honestly, like journaling or saying affirmations and being like, I love myself. Like you don't even have to try and convince yourself that you're the hottest girl on the the earth yet. We'll, We'll get to that soon. But it's like, just that you love yourself because yeah. you're so unique. And like every single person on this earth is unique. And that's what's cool about every person. So like it doesn't matter if you don't look like someone else. Like you are you. And that's the coolest thing about you is that you have traits that no one else has. You have things about you and quirks and your personality. No one can ever replicate it. So mm-hmm. like be in that power and realize that you're so special. and like literally affirm that to yourself every single day. And hopefully over time, I'm not going to pretend like I have all the answers, but I think our thoughts are extremely powerful. And when I'm hearing you say, I hate how I look, I hate this. I hate myself because I feel that way. It's like just, we're just layers and layers of shame deep right now. And I don't think that's helping. No. So you need to work on that too. (laughs) It's another thing to shame. No, 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 no. no. I'm just kidding. I think that journaling, like you said, is extremely helpful affirmations, like journaling affirmations, but also journaling, like why you feel the way that you do, why you you think that you have to look a certain way. Kind of like you're saying, like get to the bottom of why you shame yourself so much and like why you are such a perfectionist and why you feel like it has to be, you know, this, this, this. And did you say her husband or her boyfriend? She said it, her marriage. So husband. Your your husband married you for a reason. And maybe you look different than you did when you get married. Like then you got married and that's totally fine as well. But he married you. And I think what like we're so scared of like as women because we we hold our personal or my, our physical appearance so high up there in like our value. Obviously. You have not, do not feel bad for that at all. That is just such a, like every woman feels that way, that their looks are one of the most important things about them. No matter how much we try to tell us ourselves that it's not, that's just, it's so natural to feel that Mm -hmm. way. 
100%. It's, very it's a literal trillion dollar business to like help us fix our appearances because it's such a high priority for us. There's no shame in trying to like your own appearance better. So in terms of inner work, journaling, trying to get to the bottom of why you feel this way, why you're scared that you maybe your husband doesn't isn't attracted to you anymore. And like, also remember that it doesn't matter what you look like. If a man's going to cheat on you, he's going to cheat on you regardless. Like the most beautiful women, women in the world literally get cheated on. And 100%. It has nothing to do with looks. It has absolutely nothing So just to remember that. that. He loves you for you. Like he... he no, anyways. I just I just saw this girl's TikTok. It came up on my free page. She was like, so I just broke up with my boyfriend because I found out he's cheating on me. Like turns out, doesn't matter how ugly they are, by yeah. the way. Doesn't matter how rich you are, how perfect you are, they will literally still cheat. Yeah, exactly. So, so don't be like, if it's- And not if they're saying gonna, he's gonna cheat on you, by yes. the way. But I, we're just saying it's like, if that's something you're scared of that he's not attracted to anymore and he's going to find somebody else, it, it's not going to be because of the appearance. 100%. So it's going to be because of his own things. So that's all I'm saying with that is like, so keeping that in mind, this is how I, I honestly felt similar, not similar to that degree of like shame because I had already worked that out years ago, like going in that, that deep of like self-hatred. But postpartum, like five months when I didn't recognize myself and I felt like other people were like, oh, you look fine. You look the same. And I just, no one can convince you that you, when you don't like the way that you look, no matter how many people tell you, you look great. You know, your husband tells you you look great. When you feel like you hate the way that you look, just do one. You want to fix it overnight. Like you want to just change everything overnight and it's just not possible. So just forget about that. And try to do one tiny thing a day that you feel is going to help you feel beautiful. And maybe that's going on a walk and going out in nature and remembering that you are a creature of nature. Like you're this feminine being that's, you know, part of mother nature and, you know, getting back into your feminine power, whatever it is. Or maybe it's maybe it trying a new lip gloss or trying a new lipstick color or learning how to do your makeup or getting your hair done or you know, putting like taking one of those long showers where you lather yourself with lotion and you feel extra smooth. I don't know. I feel like one of the most important like aspects of confidence, which I've mentioned so many times is like doing things that make you feel proud of yourself where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm proud of myself that I did that. And it is free. Like you don't need to go out and buy all this stuff or something like keeping promises to yourself or, or making commitments to yourself. And the commitment can literally be like, I'm going to get up and like do my skincare every morning. Mm-hmm. Like when you do that every day for a week, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I yeah. feel like I'm just putting in this little extra ounce of self-care. Like, and then you can start adding in more habits here and there and like exercise or whatever it is that you want to like commit to yourself. Once you start being consistent, your confidence, it's literally... I don't know if it's literally scientific, but like it will grow. Your confidence will grow. If you're just doing things over and over that make you proud and happy of yourself, I think a lot of times it's easy to get into like a negative spiral where you're like, I don't like myself. I don't like the way I look. I don't like this or this or this. And then you're just like, I don't want to do anything now because like I just want to give up. This is like pointless. And if you just start making those little chip, chipping away at those little things and doing things that make you feel just a little bit more confident, you will like, the little things add up so much mm-hmm. over time. They compound. Yes. The compound I will effect. tell you. Yes. Wait, honestly, you should read that book, The Compound Effect. It's wild. 
Are you talking to me? Or, or to this girl. Oh, oh. Wait, wait, wait. You need to read this book immediately to this girl. You need to read You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, it is the best book if you're feeling like just low and like, oh, I just feel like I have no self-worth. I don't like myself. You need to read this book. I'm telling you. I need to read that book. I've been oh. meaning to get it. So good. I can give it to you. I have it. Okay. I was going to I was going to tell you exactly what I did a couple months ago to like the exact steps that I took. They could be very different from what you like, but I can just I see the message now. So I'm being like, wait, can you say what you did to, yeah, yeah. to get out of that? For me, I kind of like I said, I already went through the the trenches in 2016 where I was avoiding the mirror. And we all know that that's that story. But so I had kind of, which actually almost made it worse that I was kind of going through it again, where I was like, okay, I thought I got over this. Like I thought I had the self-love thing down, but I told myself, like I went through a phase where I was like self-loathing every day, like in the mirror. And I was saying it to Nick too. And I hated that I was saying that where I'm like, oh, I just feel so ugly. Like I just feel gross, whatever. And I was like, oh, I just like hate that I'm saying this to you, but I also like, you're the person that I like open up to. So I just <laughs> like, I have no choice. Unfortunately, you're the person that's supposed to find me the most sexy, but I also am the, you know. Literally degrading yourself to him. Like, like, or like yeah, saying exactly. negative things. Yeah. But I just felt like I had no choice. And I remember one day I just looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, okay, this is not going to change overnight. So I'm just going to be okay with being ugly today, but I'm going to work on it and we'll see where we go. Okay. So then the next day, you know, I started going on long walks. It's free. Right. And it's better when you have a friend to do it with. Like me and Abby will go twice a week and we'll go on a really long walk, like literally four miles, which not everyone has the time for. But if you do, you can do it on the weekends or whatever. Try and find a way to like get outside and get active. That was my thing that I was like, I'm going to promise to do this. It's going to be kind of annoying, but it's going to get me slowly back into feeling like myself again. So I started doing that and I still was not feeling overnight like, oh my gosh, I look great. But I kept saying like, it's okay that I don't look how I want to look. It's okay if I look ugly today, like that's fine. And weirdly, it helped because it helped me have acceptance for who I was in that in that moment. And it had, it opened me up to, I don't know, just being more like, fluid with it and not feeling like I had to be so perfect in that exact moment. Well, it's kind of the concept we keep talking about. It's like, if you just accept it within yourself, you're just like, yeah. it's fine today. It loses its value. It yeah, loses and, the weight. And it's like you were saying with when you feel so self-deprecating and you just feel like you want to give up, it's like so unmotivating. You don't want to do anything because you just feel like it's pointless. You're like, I literally just want to disappear. Like I hate the way that I look, which affects my self-confidence, which affects what, if I want to go out in public, which affects if I want to get dressed, if it affects my work, it affects how I am with my partner. It affects every aspect of life. Like we were talking on Jessica's episode. So I just told myself I was going to go through all the, I was going to wear what I wanted. It's okay if I didn't look like I wanted to look, maybe one day I'll get there. But, and I really felt like that helped. And over weeks, like now I always say to Nick, I'm like, I look great today. Like, wow. Like I'll catch myself in the mirror and be like, dang, I look good. And I don't look that different. But to me, it made a big difference. Definitely. Mental, the mental part of it is massive, even yeah. probably bit bigger than the physical, honestly. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so, so much for writing in. I love doing our advice episodes. It's one of my favorite days of the week or of the month. I told Abby I was dropping her off before I came here and 
He was like, what, do you, what episode are you doing today? I was like, advice. She's like, yeah, just tell everyone to suck it. Oh. So that's what Abby said to you guys. Okay, well. <laughs> tell that to. She uh, said, tell everyone to suck my butt. Ew. <laughs> she did not. Obviously, she was kidding. <laughs> but we were dying laughing. I'm screaming. Literally just the worst advice. Me thinks she's serious. I'm like, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> Um, I don't want to suck your butt. <laughs> what if there's corn in there? <laughs> I'm, Gives her I'm done. I'm done. Rounding out with the colonic and the enema. We always keep things full circle around here. Make sure to go follow our Instagram, guys. It's at what we said podcast. If we still have live tickets available, we are coming to Salt Lake. Two different shows in Salt Lake. We're coming to Haunt night. City near you. Yes. And Phoenix in just a few weeks. So we're so, so excited. It's going to be a party. So make sure to get your tickets if you haven't already. I don't know if it's if they're still available or not, but go to our Instagram to find out. It's at what we said podcast. We love you guys so much. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.